This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 386. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman, and today another great interview from Shot Show 2020, done in the Sig Sauer booth on the show floor. So this episode is honorarily sponsored by Sig Sauer. Go on over to SigSauer.com, give us some love. We really appreciate them for their great partnership together with us. And uh, today's episode is a great one with Daniel Horner. He's the newest member of the Sig Sauer Pro shooting team, but he is definitely not new to shooting. As you'll find out listening to this episode, he's been a very dominant shooter uh, for quite some time, especially on the three-gun circuit. Now he's tearing things up on the precision rifle circuits. And Daniel Horner, the former team leader over at the Army Marksmanship Unit, well, we've got him on today and a lot of great stuff to share with him. And Actually, we kind of take a ah, maybe not the most concealed carry focused direction with this interview today, but I saw an opportunity to talk with him about testing and product development and a little bit about precision rifle shooting and you know, some really cool stuff going on over there at Sig Sauer with their new cross bolt action rifle. Really cool gun. Looks great. Really lightweight. And it is perfectly paired with the new 277 Sig Fury cartridge, which I'll tell you, it is crazy what they've been able to come up with in terms of ballistics with that new round and paired with that cross bolt action rifle from Six Hour. Guys, give us some love. Head on over to SixHour.com to learn more. And of course, ConcealedCarry.com. When's the last time you were on our site? Checking out our great written editorial content. Video content, got that whole special video library. We redesigned that feature on the website not too long ago. I think it works pretty great. And of course, our online store, which, you know, your purchases in our store keep the lights on around here. So we do appreciate that most certainly. Well, I'm going to go ahead and hit the play button on this interview. Had a great time chatting with Daniel. I think you're going to like this one too. See you on the other side. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Riley here with Daniel Horner, professional shooter with Sig Sauer, like dominating three gunner and now getting into some amazing long range shooting stuff. Of course, we're in the Sig Sauer booth again, still all day, all week, pretty much. We'll be back here for a few more interviews, but uh, I'm really excited to talk with Daniel because Daniel was talking with me before we got started here about how his passion with like product development and testing and I thought that'd be a lot of fun to talk about. So I'm really curious to hear about some of the, the new products, the new releases, and what's gone into those. Uh, and I don't know where you want to start, but, I mean, what do you think? Uh, uh, well, you know what? Hold on. Let's back up. Back up. Silly me. For those that don't know Daniel, why don't you give us a quick, like, 30-second bio, okay. right? You talk about your time with AMU and all that, you know, just kind of like, so they kind of know... You know, how you got into this in the first okay. place. Yeah, so I, uh, I grew up hunting. I uh, started carrying a gun uh, in the woods when I was about six or seven years old. Um, grew up hunting and fishing and everything like that. Uh, started shooting competitively. I started shooting IDPA pistol matches when I was 12 years old. And uh, about two or three years later, I transitioned over, started shooting some more three-gun. I uh, got into the rifle a little bit. 
Um, joined the Army Marksmanship Unit when I was 19 years old. Uh, worked there for 13 years on the action shooting team, um, and that was where I really got into all the long-range precision rifle stuff. Um, won a bunch of sniper competitions and things like that while yeah. I was there. Uh, and then just last year, I got out and began working here at SIG and uh, do a whole lot of teaching now. Uh, a lot of product development here at SIG, but I still continue to compete and yeah. win for SIG. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, but, yeah, it's, yeah. A good, it's a good deal. Now, uh, you, I mean, your your dad, I know, I kind of know your dad a little bit. I've had, you know, some conversations with him, and he's a pretty good shooter himself. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, puts on the, uh, some, some, well, puts on the Blue Ridge Mountain match, which is a phenomenal match. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, Dan, you've been around guns your whole life, been shooting a long time. If I'm not mistaken, you're also the most decorated shooter of the AMU that yeah. ex- you know, well, has existed, yeah. right? So it's, yeah, I There's, think, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty high level there. So Yeah. yeah. And, there, and there's some up-and-comers for sure, too, in the yeah. AMU even now, but... Uh, but uh, you've just been, you know, I've, I've shot a couple of three gun matches that you shot as well. Like you were at the Wyoming Governor's match yep. uh, this last year. Uh, I was shooting there just in the two gun division. And, and uh, again, you, you just, you know, wiped the floor with everybody. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so let's talk by, uh, start. let's start about talking about this new cross rifle. So okay. we have this new bolt action from SIG. Obviously, SIG had some bolt actions in the lineup years, years past. It was kind of, you know, faded away. And we've come back in force with this really awesome platform i'll tell you the thing that caught my eye daniel was i was like 16 inch barrel i was like that's interesting you know the bolt action but why don't you tell us kind of some of the reasoning behind that and also this new cartridge that, okay. that you're using yeah so um about a a little over a year ago um our rifle products manager patrick hanley he uh decided he was like hey you know we really need to go into this bolt action world um yeah. they'd had a, they'd had some designs around for for quite a few years working with, you know, this one piece chassis kind of idea. And, um, he decided, he's like, you know what, it's, it's time that the technology is there to be able to manufacture this the way we want to make it, you know, and, and really go into it and make this gun what we think it needs to be. And, um, so he went to, to, um, his boss, John Brasser, and they kind of formulated it and thought it was a good idea, went and pre- uh, presented it to uh, Ron Cohen, our CEO, yeah. and he said, hey, you know, if you're going to do it, you know, you got to do it the SIG way. It's got to be the best that it can be, you know. It, yeah. it needs to have all the features that everybody wants. It needs to be at a price point that makes sense. You know, it needs to be deliverable and manufacturable and all that good stuff. So they went out there and uh, started researching what they wanted to do, Patrick decided, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna change the way that bolt guns have been done. I'm bringing in this team of guys. So he brought in uh, a bunch of snipers, special operations snipers, uh, hunters, professional hunters, and then um, competition shooters. Yep. And so we all went into a room. There was a big table, you know. And we're we're developing what this gun's gonna be. So. We'd sit down there, and everybody's looking at the bolt-action rifle from a little bit different background, you know. Yeah. And uh, he would throw out a feature, and you know, we talk about it. What does it need to be? And the snipers were really adamant about, um, you know, adjustability, modularity, you know, because when I went to sniper school, I had a fiberglass HS precision stock. You know, there's yeah. you were in there with duct tape and moleskin, making things, making the rifle fit you to where you could actually see through the scope and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we you'd 
drill out the front of the the fore end and steel bed in pillars so that the night vision would attach to it. So there was a lot of <laughs> things that you know we had seen that we did not want to have to deal with in the future. Right. You know, and then um, the hunters, you know, they want compact size and lightweight. extremely lightweight, right? Because that's you know when they're hiking up in the mountains and you know you got your whole camp on your back and you're going 12 15 miles in then you're gonna go another three or four miles kill an animal and then try to pull the meat and camp out a I couple know, of pounds I here know and a there. thing or two about yeah that. matters yep. so um yep. then the competition shooters obviously you know looking at it from that perspective extreme accuracy and a, and a good trigger you know because hunting rifles notoriously don't have great triggers uh so those were the things that patrick that was the feedback he got and then he took all the engineers and started designing this rifle and trying to hit all those benchmarks that had been set out. So yeah. when this rifle was produced, that, that was, call it just about January, just before SHOT Show last year that all this really started going through. Yeah. June, July time frame, we had guns to shoot. I mean, wow. Yeah. So in six months, a little over six months, the guns went from computer solid work models to 3d printed parts that were actually out there testing and shooting uh made a couple adjustments got the next revision done mm-hmm. september uh anthony the little boy that was at uh, range day mm-hmm. he uh he went on a hunt of a lifetime he was 12 years old and um they took him out let him take that rifle and in september he killed an elk with a cross rifle so you know in less than a year it went from concept to you know taking it out there, yeah. trusting it enough that you could let this little boy go out there and kill a nice bull elk. That's nice. And then we That's all amazing. took it into, uh, took it out in Colorado. Uh, and it, it wasn't, we didn't take it out. It, it was really cool because everybody can come out and say, hey, this is what we got. Make it work. It was, hey, go test this. Come back. Let us know what we need to change. And everybody went out into the woods with this gun, came back. And, I mean, there was a couple of things we changed, but it was literally like two. And it was minor stuff. Um, everybody was super happy with it. And here we are at SHOT Show with a production model rifle. So it uh, it has interchangeable barrels. You're able to take the barrel off with a normal like AR style um, wrench. So you can you can swap calibers, swap, swap barrel lengths with tools that you probably already have in your house yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, uh, it's got a one-piece receiver. So it eliminates chassis and things like that action screws that come loose and affect can can affect accuracy um it's got a it's with the buttstock folded with a 16 inch barrel it's less than 25 inches long it's crazy it weighs less than six and a half pounds it's got adjustable match grade like uh two and a half to four and a half pound trigger uh it's just a really cool rifle and the way that it came together was was really interesting Mm. um and that gun's capable of firing. It's the only gun right now capable of firing the new 277 Sig Fury ammo. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about that because I think that that ammo is part of I think what uh, really makes this platform just sing. You know. Yeah. So yeah. you got the 277 Sig Fury. I mean, uh, well, I mean, first of all, like, like uh, I'm just going to ask you some questions. Uh, why that particular uh, caliber? Uh, tell us about the hybrid, you know, case right. that it's using, and uh, you know, give us some of the numbers because it's. I was reviewing this a few days ago, and I was just like, "What? Oh, like, it's, it's crazy!" <laughs> yeah. So, um, the reason it's two seventy seven is because that's what the army came out and said that's what they wanted. So, when all of this uh, started, 
the reason that the hybrid exists is because the Department of Defense came out and said, hey, we want to be able to shoot this bullet at this velocity yeah. with a rifle that's this long. Yeah, this is, this Figure is it out. 6.8 millimeter. 6.8 millimeter, yeah. yeah. Yep. So they, they have technology that they want to utilize, and that's what they needed to be yeah. able to fire. Um, so it was not – it wasn't SIG coming out and saying 6.8 is – end all be all it was the army yep. um so and they put up it it's moving on to the next phase of testing it's mo- it's doing very very well in that so um that's the customer and if people want to be able to exploit the technology that they've got this is what it's available in right now fury's going to be progressing and come turn, coming into different other calibers but um right now what we've done is uh, basically the bottom three-eighths inch of the case is made out of stainless steel. And then it's a uh, brass tube that's brought down and formed into the actual casing. And then it's all locked together with a, uh, a washer similar to the way like a high-pressure oil uh, line is made. But when, they, when the Department of Defense came out and said that, a, a couple of companies were able to, to do what they asked but it wasn't scalable it wasn't manufacturable and it wasn't cheap so uh this case is not going to be that much more than conventional brass and basically i tell everybody it's the difference between going from um black powder to smokeless powder so we uh we have 45 acp right shoots a 200 ish grain projectile the operating pressure of 45 ACP is 22,000 psi. Right. For a uh, 223 and 300 wind mag, or I'm sorry, for a 300 wind mag, also shooting about a 200 grain projectile, its operating pressure is 62,000 psi. All right. So, which is thought to be of a that's, that's a high that's pressure, a high pressure magnum right. rifle cartridge, right? right? But if you think about, we're shooting the same size projectile. How much more powerful a 300 wind mag is over a 45? Yeah. We're shooting these things at 80,000 psi. <laughs> right that's so, so crazy it's absolutely insane yeah. what you can do it's going to change the way people look at a rifle and say this is what it, this is capable of you yeah. know we're we're getting um we're getting extreme performance with this thing so the way it all locks together and the way that it's designed every aspect of that case is controlled so i'm seeing cases that deviate 10 percent as much as a standard piece of brass case deviates in weight so a lot of guys would go out and weigh their brass, you know, and you'd see, you know, little incremental differences between pieces of brass, and you'd cull it out, the highs and the lows. These things are, the way they're produced, they're identical. They're exactly the same. So I don't have to mess so around with that. that tells you that most likely the volume of that case is going to be consistent. Right. So if the, Yeah, if the, if the weight is equal and the size is equal, then the volume is equal. Yep. So... Um, uh, we took it out and we accuracy tested it, and it it either performed equally well or outperformed for accuracy the best cases that are made right now. Um, and we're talking at 300 meters, a 10 shot group being under two inches every single time. So wow. you know, I mean, there's a lot of you know that that's in the best fixtures with the best guns and the best ammo and the best hand loads, but. Uh, these cases, my point is, they are the best cases not for not only for holding pressure, but also for extreme accuracy performance as well. It's much easier to anneal that tube and make it make the the hardness of that that tubing exactly what you want than it is an extruded case. So, 
yeah. lots of cool stuff. That is super cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, again, I as I've been learning more and, and reviewing uh, numbers and ballistics, uh, yeah, 80,000 PSI, you're yeah. just like, what? You so, know, like guns, and to put it into something know, that people, you know, can you can wrap your brain around, we're shooting a 140 grain uh, 6.8 millimeter projectile at over 3,000 feet per second out of a 16-inch barrel. So we're getting basically 6.5 short-action ultramag performance that's normally tested at 2950 out of a 2950 feet per second out of a 24-inch barrel. Right. We're outperforming that at 16 inches. Yep. You know. And if let's see, I'm trying to remember an 18-inch was it an 18-inch barrel or was it another 200 feet per second more or? Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be. That, it's it's pretty right? significant. Like, so, like the, if, if, what I remember seeing was that just a little bit more barrel length, like was still quite a bit more. Oh, it's velocity. And I was just you like, take a, a six five Creedmoor and yeah. you shoot a six five Creedmoor uh, with a twenty four inch barrel. You know, we're getting twenty eight hundred, twenty eight twenty, something like yeah. that. You should cut it down to sixteen inches. It goes down to like twenty three hundred feet a second. Right. You lose so a lot. You lose a lot. Twenty three, twenty four hundred feet a second. Now we're at. 3,000 feet per second at 16 inch, you can imagine what 24 inches is going to do. I mean, yeah. you're going to be, it's going to be a rocket yeah, you ship. You can only imagine. The possibilities are endless with a development like this. Oh, yeah. You know, imagine just putting a, a really ultra light bullet in front of that thing, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, it's going to, so what's going to end up happening? <laughs> I mean, of course, it's going to be a barrel burner, but I mean, yeah. geez, it's well, just amazing. and that's, that's the number one complaint. Guys are like, well, yeah. I'm going to shoot my barrel out. Like, okay. Well, What's shooting your barrel out? What's fast? We're like, well, a thousand rounds. If it goes out in a thousand rounds, it's a barrel burner. Okay, well, I shot a thousand two dollar and fifty cent bullets. So I shot twenty five hundred dollars worth of ammo. I'll put a two hundred dollar barrel on. Like, yep. who cares? Barrels. Yep. People look at barrels like it's this thing. It's, I look at barrels like a set of tires. <laughs> it it means nothing yep. to me. Yep. I will throw a barrel away in a heartbeat for any reason yep. because I'm not going to let a two hundred dollar barrel stand in the way of any success. Well, and if you have a platform too that makes it easy to change exactly, out, then, yeah. you know, it really is not that big a deal. It's not. It's not. I mean, it, people, people, I feel like really need to start looking at barrels as like it's, it's like a magazine. Yep. You know, you put on what you need and you use it for when you use it, and you put it in the safe yep. and you leave it there until you need that tool again. Yeah, yeah. And most of the shooters are act, that are actually going to shoot a barrel out are the guys that are competitively shooting. Right. Your exactly. hunters, they're not going to shoot that much. No, you're never. Typically. I mean, and when some the, of you do. Yeah. Okay, don't, let's let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> when when this stuff comes out and you're you know we're getting Magnum hybrid case technology and you know what what I see yeah. happening is you know the heavy the heavy for caliber bullets now your 140 plus grain six and a half millimeter bullets your 180 plus grain seven mils you know those are going to start becoming the norm and then we're going to get we're going to start seeing some bullet manufacturers that can design longer heavier bullets and our bcs are going to go from 500 and 600 to 800 and 900 bcs you know you're going to be shooting yeah. a, a 900 bc you know 0. 0.90 yeah. 65 bullet at some point it's going to happen or at least definitely a seven millimeter bullet yeah. so yeah and you're going to be able to shoot them at three thousand feet a second so <laughs> it's going to it's going to be crazy all of the wind you know with this case technology my wind call basically can go to half of what it would be with a conventional case right so that's awesome uh it, it's it's got me rather intrigued i've been a i'm a big fan of the seven millimeter me too you know, uh, caliber uh, i've been using a remington magnum for years now in my hunts and uh you know what 6.8 is pretty close to 7 mm 
And seeing the, you know, <laughs> what this cartridge could do, and, and a shorter, you know, in the, that's another thing too. It's becoming more and more a thing for guys, you know, hunters to hunt with suppressor. Oh yeah. So you know, you have a 16-inch barrel. You're still, you're not losing anything really compared to a lot of other cartridges in terms of velocity, getting great performance, and then you can throw a suppressor on it, and you've got the overall length of. Yeah, maybe even still shorter than some oh, uh, hunting rifles. Hundred percent with and a suppressor. I, as far as hunting with with suppressors, I don't go hunting without a suppressor. Yeah, I'm just not interested. Yeah, in doing you know, it. you see some of these <laughs> rifles out there with 24, 26 inch barrels and a and a, and suppressor. a suppressor on yeah. the end of it. You're just yeah. like, well, that's a lot to lug around. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, with with a suppressor, the short suppressor on that gun, it's still like 32 inches or something. I mean, it's, yeah. That's, that's, not, that's remarkable. It's that long. Yeah. So. And then, you know, talking about the, the lightweight uh, aspect of the cross rifle, I mean, you're taking a lot away in the barrel. Well, that's a lot of weight. So oh, that, that's where you're getting a lot of gains. One cool thing with that, though, is we, we've got a lot of experience at SIG for building guns and building accurate guns. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys, you know, we've all used these guns and used accurate rifles. Uh, you can save weight with anything by just cutting metal out right yep. i mean that's not hard to do the problem comes in when you try to maintain accuracy and you try to make that gun still perform like it had another two pounds of barrel on it you yep. know so yep. you'll see a lot of hunting rifles it, you know a hunting group is three rounds yep. most people don't know why it's three rounds it's because the way to eliminate weight is to cut the metal away those barrels heat up and they won't shoot a five round group right you know these guns will Yep. My my gun that I took to Colorado would shoot a five round group, and it shot my gun shot three and a half inches at five hundred yards. Will they That's all great. do it? Doubtful, but because I mean they're rifles, but mine did, and yeah. I played with it and made sure, and I felt very comfortable that if I had to put a couple of rounds on something, they were going to go exactly where I pointed them. Yeah, so very cool, very cool, man. It's exciting. So, can you, I mean, what more can you tell us? I mean, like. A lot of folks listening, watching, whatever, here uh, to the podcast uh, may not know what typically goes into the development of a new platform, a new gun, a new product. And and hearing your story about how quickly this has come together, that's rather remarkable. So, I mean, what are some of the things that, and I imagine you're probably learning things along the way as well. Oh, 100%. You know, when I was in the Army, you know, we'd get equipment in and everybody for competition stuff, you, they always are looking for the next thing, you know, they're looking for a little bit of an advantage. So they take the guns and they start putting different bolt carriers and springs and all that stuff. And they're, they're customizing it. You have no idea. It's amazing how much ammunition is shot here and testing Mm. and that like a 55 gallon drum of brass a day. (laughs) It's wild. 55 gallon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's massive. So, um, uh, you know, I, and I, I've never liked changing a lot of stuff. You know, I've tried to run like my ARs. I had GI, everything in them, bolt carriers, springs, everything, because it's been tested and it's been tested on a, on a level that I could never test on my own. And all I care about is performance. So, yeah. um, the same thing here, you know, you, you see these three twenties come out, you know, a lot of people don't see that, you know, we have three twenties with, you know, hundred thousand rounds on it to see what will break what will happen you know with massive amounts of testing and it's not just one gun you know they go out and it's like all right we're going to run a test an endurance test okay get you know 25 pistols together and let's start hammering out and there are guys that come in people are like oh i want to shoot for a living you can do it at six hour 
No joke. <laughs> that we have guys yeah. that literally shoot yeah. for a living, and they take those guns out and they shoot them Just all shoot. day. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one guy. Uh, I think he sh- the, the most he shot was seven or eight thousand rounds through a pistol one day. So, <laughs> if you want to shoot for a living, give uh, us a call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, knowing what I did a test once where I shot two thousand rounds in a day, and my hands hurt. Oh yeah. No, he did. He did eight thousand that day, and he, my he like that was just you know came back the next day and started all over. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's amazing that and like the the amount of effort and machining and engineering that goes into a test fixture yeah. for accuracy you know yeah. like everything's controlled um so a, a lot of people start putting parts in and you know making modifications and things like that i i don't personally don't do it just yeah. because i know what's gone into it and the the when they came up with that spring or they came up with that weight it was for a reason and it was probably because the other ones didn't work. Right. So, yeah, I, I encourage everybody, like, you know, try to leave the guns as as stock as you can. My the my competition pistols are a bone stock 320 X5 Legion with a trigger job. Yep. That's it. Yep. My M400 uh, competition rifle is an M400 with a trigger in it. Yeah. It's completely stock. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I imagine that's the Sig three gun M four hundred version. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a decent rifle for. Oh, it's a great rifle. A production yeah. rifle. I've I've been very impressed with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great rifle. Uh, yeah. So you know, Sig, obviously. I mean, Sig's well positioned, obviously, to 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 do all these things and bring them all together in a package. I mean, from the ammunition manufacturing, like that's such a huge benefit to having that as part of the company. Uh, being able to develop cartridges, being able to make the cartridges, uh, probably saving some money that way too. Oh yeah, uh, you know, with all the testing that you're talking about, right? <laughs> right? And yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you're doing a lot of testing <laughs> when you have to stand up an um, ammunition factory to <laughs> feed the machine. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 man. Uh, so you know, it, it's pretty remarkable to see everything Sig is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, I mean, there's just. There's very little that's not being touched, you know, in terms of just looking at platforms, you know, from pistols to rifles to, you know, short rifles, you know, carbines, the nine millimeters, uh, uh, long range stuff now, optics. Oh, yeah. The whole electro optics line. And and it's it's all the people, man. It really is. You know, people say that and it sounds kind of cliche, but, you know, I was interviewing for my job here and I got to meet Mr. Cohen, the CEO, and I asked him, you know, hey, you know what? What is it that makes, you know, how did you take this company from, you know, 80 people hmm. the, when, he, when he got here to, you know, we have 220-some people, employees in the booth at SHOT Show this year. 220? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people. And he yeah. said, you know. And, and over 2,000 employees. Yeah, over 2,000 people. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah, I hire the, the best people in the world, and I let them do their job. Yeah. And so. Good philosophy. It, Seems to work well. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, every, everyone I talk to here on the floor, talking about various products, they're, they're all quite knowledgeable. I, I sense that they're very intimately familiar with the products. They're passionate about the products. Uh, and, you know, that, that they're also shooters. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Our, yeah. Our pistol products manager is a three-time national champion. Phil. Everyone yeah. knows Phil. Yeah. 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 yeah he's a remarkable guy and uh, comes, up, comes up with some really amazing ideas, too. 
Yeah. I mean, who knew Phil had a brain? <laughs> yeah. I was teasing. Yeah. I had to get that in, Bill. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's really cool to see how Sig is. I, I was telling this uh, somebody I was talking to yesterday, I think, on the podcast, even like. I see all these new press releases, all these new products, all this stuff coming. You know, con- more. You know, new contracts. You know, one. Like I f- feel like every week I get a press release, yeah, new oh, yeah. contract, right? And I'm like, hashtag winning in my brain. Like, that's oh yeah, I'm just like, hundred percent. And that's the culture, right? Like, yeah. you know, you, everybody shows up to work to make it better, and they're willing to fight for it. You know, like yeah. we're, I'm going to make my product better. I'm going to make my whatever better, and there's nobody that's going to stop me. And they, I mean. It's it's pretty cool. Everybody yeah. shows up to do better, and everybody shows up to you know support that mission of of making this place better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask before you know I have a, a couple other questions for you, but before I kind of switch gears a little bit here, I wanted to ask about shooting the two seventy seven Sig Fury. Yep. Um, you know, looking at the ballistics a little bit greater detail. I mean, as you're competing with that, shooting that out to some, you know, decent ranges, like let's say 800, 900,000 yards, whatever right. it is, I mean, what kind of performance are we seeing there? I mean, you talked a little bit about your windage adjustments right. uh, being half of what the, you normally were acquainted with them being. So uh, as far as like bullet drop and things like that, what are you seeing as well? So, you know, kind of right now the, the Rage cartridge for long range accuracy stuff is a 6.5 Creedmoor. Right. Um, so if you have a 16-inch barrel 6.5 Creedmoor and a 16-inch barrel 277 Sig Fury, you have nine feet less drop at 1,000 yards. Um, that's significant. That's significant. You yeah. know, if you have 24-inch uh, barrels equivalent, then you have, it's like four feet less drop. Yeah. I mean, it's significant. And, and all that is linear with the wind. So yeah. um, the wind is better, mm-hmm. you know, it, a lot. In long range shooting, it comes down to muzzle velocity and BC. Yep, those are you can you can package that bullet however you want. You can call whatever cartridge whatever you want, but all that really matters is how fast is that bullet coming out of the barrel and what's the BC of that projectile. Right. How efficient is it moving through the air? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, which, which I mean, obviously you have a very efficient cart uh, 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 bullet, then if you can push it faster and faster, well, right. I mean, that, people talk about flat. Yeah, shooting rounds. What I mean, makes them flat is their aerodynamic. So if you, you know, it's I always tell them, you know, if you have, if you have a dart and then you have a paper plate, you know, <laughs> the dart goes further because it's more aerodynamic. Yeah, That's sure. basically bullets. What so. we're talking about here. What's the furthest range you've pushed the uh, two seventy seven? Um, I've shot a thousand yards, but it's pretty new. And yeah. So we don't shoot it. You know, we shoot when we can. That's still a pretty good distance. It is, and right, right now it's available in a machine gun and a a <laughs> ten and a half inch or thirteen inch assault rifle. Yeah. So the only thing that we can really shoot it long range with is the cross, and right. those were, you know, we just got those in. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, not a lot of time behind no, the trigger on it. No. But I suspect you'll be seeing a lot more time this year. Oh yeah. Uh, what do you got coming up this year? What are some of your big plans and goals for the competition season? Um, I'm going to shoot. Nash, multi-gun uh, nationals uh, in Frostproof, Florida with uh, USPSA. Yep. Um, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to try to shoot Superstition Mountain in Arizona. That's a good one. Um, and then we've got a bunch, we got a couple more shows and I'm going to be doing a lot of training. But um, last year I did 240 days on the road. So Woo. yeah, we're going to maybe dial that back just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's a bit. That's a bit. Yeah. I can wear on you for sure. Yeah, but it, it's good. Yeah. Um, well, good. So. Uh, 
This has been a pleasure talking with you, Daniel, and, and kind of picking your brain on some of these things, and really excited to see all this stuff coming, you know, from SIG. Oh, it's great. Excited to see you continue to perform out there at a high level. Uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths again at uh, upcoming matches. I didn't shoot as much last year as I would have liked, and I hope this year is a little different. Hopefully, it's kind of sad when the when the job and you're in the kind of firearms training industry, and it gets in the way of you being able to actually get out and shoot. Oh, 100%. I'm sure you might know a thing or two about that. 100%. Yep, yep, yep. The closer you get to the industry, the less you shoot. Yep. <laughs> but I hope to see you out there. So good luck this year. Oh, thank you. And thank you for coming on the Concealed Carry Podcast. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you, Daniel. Y'all have a good one. All right. There we go. A great interview with Daniel. Uh, you know, I had really had a great time talking with him. First time really really talking with Daniel at length. So, you know, we've shot a few matches together, shook his hand, said hello. He's, he's a great guy, a great shooter. And I really enjoyed talking to him and learning some things from him in this interview today. So, again, give Sig Sauer some love. Go on over to SigSauer.com and check everything out. I know you're going to really like it. And so with that, I think we'll sign on out of here and let you go. You guys all take care out there and a quick reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. Mm-hmm.